How would your life change if you were debt free? No credit cards, car or student loans to worry about, not even a mortgage. Today, Mark and Mihaila are coming to share their secret to living a happy and debt-free life. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. Living debt-free can seem like an impossible dream depending on where you're starting from. For some couples and families, taking on debt seems to be just a normal thing you do. And I'm not just talking about buying a house and getting a mortgage. I'm talking about you have to get to work, you get a car, which for some family means a lease or a car loan. Getting an education, if you go to college, there's your student loans on there. And then for some, just to make ends meet, they feel like they have to rely on credit cards. But just because this is common and going on with your neighbors and friends, even with yourself, doesn't mean that that's the path you have to go on. But make no mistake, when you decide to go debt-free, it's a process, it's a mind shift, it's really a significant change. Mark and Mihaila are on here today to share their journey and how they refocus their lives on what mattered to them. In this episode, we get into why they wanted to get into this debt-free lifestyle, how as living a simpler life led to building wealth as a side effect, and where they drew the line on where to spend and where to save. Even though this movement of financial independence and simplifying is becoming more popular, like I mentioned before, it's still going in a different direction than most couples are going now. So when I was talking with Mark and Mihaila, we got into what was their motivations and we dug into a little bit with their background. Who were some of your maybe first positive role models, not only with like finances, but just making these different decisions um, with, with life and designing a life you want? Sure. I, I could tell you for sure it was my dad. Uh, when I was growing up, I was like, man, dad, why are you so cheap? Like, what's, why are we, why can we always drive used cars? And it, it's, I didn't really fully understand that until I became a young adult and started paying for things myself, getting out of college and realizing like, oh man. And, you know, I so wanted to, as a, you know, uh, you know, older teenager, early twenties, wanted to revolt against my parents, you know, uh, I, I was good at math and it made too much sense, you know, once I understood the methods behind what my dad was doing. And so, I mean, he was definitely the starting point to kind of put me on that path. And I just kind of tweaked and he was not big on technology uh, being, I mean, he, coming from born in the thirties, he grew up in the, in the depression. So um, that was probably part of his initial 
um, motivation for all that savings, but I thought it was a little more fear-based and I didn't want to embrace that fear side of savings. I really wanted to embrace possibilities and that's kind of how that approach changed, but definitely the genesis. Gotcha. Did you guys talk about finances? Um, like how do, how do you gauge like it was coming out of fear? What were the signs for you? Oh, risk aversion, high risk aversion. Um, he would never buy stocks. Um, he would buy government savings bonds like just that, that and CDs. That was the extent of his investment. And he was, he always worked for, it was a postal service and the military before that. So he retired over 30 years in the postal service. So government agencies, so you don't get more risk averse than that. So he had a fixed pension. Um, and you know, and he did good, he did good for himself. Um, but he, he definitely had, uh, some entrepreneurship, um, sparkings, you know, like he was, he liked to invent things and create different stuff, but he never really made that big leap. Um, he did do some uh, rentals and such like that, but it's all very under his control. So that's kind of where I get that feeling of fear from. Gotcha. And Mihaila, how about you growing up? Like who were your mentors with finances and made you kind of reevaluate what you were working towards? Sure. So I would say it was life experience. So I um, had a normal childhood growing up in Sarajevo, Bosnia. And then in the early 1990s, um, uh, this brutal civil war broke out. And literally overnight, I went from a normal life to becoming a refugee. So everything we had, all the possessions, all the material things were basically gone. And it really taught me some valuable perspectives. I realized that possessions are not what matters in life. Really, it's, it's that accumulate. What gets you through tough times is the accumulated experiences and those accumulated joys and, and love, you know, for your family and for one another. So throughout my life, I, I never really put much stock into possessions. I, I never really cared to, you know, buy the biggest house I possibly can and fill it as, with as much stuff as, you know, I can run up on my credit cards and so on. So I, I, I feel like that that was really the core the foundations of personal philosophy well Mihaila was still in college when I met her and I was already I, I I made some very early not very big mistakes that kind of led me on the path um long story real short uh in my first two months of my first real job out of college I was making 17 bucks an hour working 70 hours a week and, and I did not get I did not get time and a half for overtime and uh uh and on the weekends, if I had one, I just blow all my money. And I looked and I was like, after two months, I had no savings. And I was like, man, this is the definition of futility. Like this, I feel terrible about it. So I started setting aside about $120 a week to have fun on my weekends. And that allowed me, and also I was able to just rent rooms and kind of house hack. And, you know, I could, in one day I could, you know, have my whole rents paid. And so I was saving about 50% of my income. So I was already doing that when Mihaila and I met. Yeah. And in my case, so I was pursuing my uh, PhD at the time that Mark and I met. And it was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> I, I felt, I really, I felt like a slave. Literally, I mean, I envied people in prison. 
I remember walking home from the lab one day and just like clutching onto a leaf just to feel something alive. So I was, once I finished, I was determined that I never wanted to be a slave to anything else ever again. So it, it definitely motivated me on that financial independence journey. She was working more hours than I Ooh. was. For <laughs> far less. Oh, no. far less, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, you guys are doing really well. I know this wasn't an overnight process, but could you kind of take me through what were the discussions that you guys had? Who was the first one to kind of take the lead and say, hey, would you mind if we did it this way? Or were both of you saying, let's do this? When Mihaila and I first started dating, you know, we we, we didn't get too much into money. But as the relationship uh, went forward, I, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I think I can pay cash for a house. Like, I'm, I'm on track to do this, like you know, and then that, that kind of is probably where the discussion kind of started. And you're like, I was like, you know, you're, you're intrigued by that. Yeah, I, I thought that sounds like a great idea. And I'm totally on board. Nice. So you guys talk about on the site values to freedom. How did that come up? Well, it's kind of that that whole going through that epiphany, like, as we're going down that road, we've got the house, and we're like, Oh, I can, I could essentially stop working in a few years. Then I, I literally pictured like laying on the beach because I love the beach, drinking a Mai Tai and just looking at the ocean every day. And then after, and this thought experiment I'm going through, I was like, wow, this could be great for a week or month, maybe a year. But I would have a real crisis of meaning after that. I'd, I'd just be in a really nice oversized prison, but not actively the reason I say it is I'm not actively participating in life. I'd just be passively taking it in as opposed to doing something I really want to do, which is help individuals, engage, be social. Um, and I was like, wow, that's that's not what I want. You know, what I want is choice. And I don't want to just say, OK, I'm done actively living. I'm just going to look at things now, you know. <laughs> yeah. I would say that knowing our core values is absolutely key to not just financial independence, but also fulfillment and satisfaction in life. So Mark and I really have never used a budget. I mean, we know exactly where our money is going, but we've never operated on a budget. It's just from knowing what we value. And that's where the the, the idea of, you know, financial uh, net worth comes out as a side effect of focusing what we want to do, the experiences, creating things, deeply connecting with other people, freedom and flexibility. So our choices just naturally align around those values. Yeah, it was it, it once we really understood that, like the only budgeting I ever did was before I met Mihaila and that was that setting that $120 a week. And the rest was just a, a sense of my values and what I thought an item was kind of worth. Like I was like, man, if there's what I'm working and all the pain I'm going through, it's not worth the smaller pleasure. So I, I wouldn't do it or I'd be smarter about it and find alternative ways of getting, you know, a, a used car instead of a new car, renting a room instead of renting a house or an apartment, um, figuring out what I actually needed versus what everyone else was doing and, and what I thought I wanted. And just kind of asking these questions. But it's a lot of that. you got to have a little quiet time to ask yourself these things and do that self-exploration of what you truly need to put you further down the path. Oh, that's absolutely key is to minimize those distractions. You know, if we're uh, consuming a lot of passive 
television, let's say, or mindless browsing and are exposed to all this advertisement that just beats on us all the time, then it's much harder to find that quiet space and figure out that spark of passion that, you know, keeps you moving in the direction you want to go. It's a journey. Yeah. So I know for my husband and I, what we like to do, at least on a monthly basis, we call them money dates, which is basically, it's not so much about the money. Um, like that's like five minutes of the date, but it's talking about how are things going? You know, are we are we moving closer to whatever our goals for the year is and the big picture goals? Do you guys have like regular check-ins with each other? Or is this just a casual, very casual conversation? Uh, every quarter, it's almost like a quarterly report. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with that one? <laughs> I, I'm going to give that to Mihaila. Yeah, that's me. I'm the uh, organized one. So every quarter we go through, we uh, figure out where our net worth is, and we have a chart and we plot out how it's growing every three months. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's about all. Really, I mean, we don't talk about money that much. Which is what I love is like we don't and I don't think about money much either, which I, I think some people who made the first time hearing something like this might be surprised. But that's the best part is to not think about it and to just live your life and just be smart about where you're putting your time and your money. Because um, we do we make all decisions based upon value. And we also look for items of good value as well when we need to acquire one to, to help move us down the path. Yeah. Cause I know when we first started and I say the same thing, like our money dates at first, because we were in debt was we had to look at the numbers, make sure we're on track. But now it's kind of becoming grain and the conversation is more meaningful. It's like, where are we going? If we talk about numbers, it's like, okay, which one of our friends' anniversary is coming up. We don't like to give gifts per se, but we like to maybe take them out to dinner, have a quiet evening where it's just adult conversation. The kids are at home. Um, And so then, of course, you know, we just things here and there. But for the most part, like money is a small consideration to the, the larger questions like how are things going? Are we feeling pretty good about things? Should we mix things up? Um, and it feels more like it's about the the meaning versus just the money. Oh, I'm with you. And I think that what you said there makes a lot of sense, too, as far as not focusing on an anniversary gift for someone, but spending time, you know, catching up, enriching that relationship with that couple or those people. Um, I mean, I think that's that's a far better investment than something someone might put on a shelf. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think that that's that's an experience, you know, so I, I think that's I think that's very smart. Always curious to see how other couples handle it. And you guys seem like you're pretty even keel, really laid back. Have you guys ever disagreed on maybe how you're approaching things with uh, finances at all? Yeah, 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 no, we have, we have. It's, uh, you know, I will say, I wouldn't say it's a big disagreement, but I like to have a nice meal once in a while and maybe go out. And Mihaila doesn't feel she doesn't get that level of pleasure out of, a, let's say, a, a, a decent restaurant or something like that. She'll say, oh, the food's good. But yeah, the pleasure per dollar is just not there for me. You know, I'd it is rather for me. Spend it on something <laughs> else. So but it kind of um, <laughs> took care of itself because we have a four year old and a one year old. And oh, my gosh, sitting through a restaurant meal, it's like. <laughs> We might as well put a bullet you know, through your head. It's, yeah. Uh, if anything, it's going to be takeout, but I have to agree with Mihaila. With, with that scenario, Rarely, yeah. yeah, it's, um, 
Yeah, we don't go out to eat very much. It's like it's so much less stress at home and just cooking with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you guys coming on uh, this show and, and sharing your experience. A lot of couples right right now, they're listening and they want to know more. Maybe you could say they're like your past version of yourselves. Is there like a tip or any advice you would give them? I, I think what, what comes to mind is something that's worked really well for me lately is to look back from the last day of my life and picture, you know, what I really want and what kind of life I wish we would, I, I would have led. And every time, you know, it, it just leads me back to that path of meaning and joy and those deeper, you know, I would almost say, you know, spiritual aspects of life as opposed to chasing material possessions. What's yeah. It, as far as looking back, um, hmm, just to be in the moment more. But, I, you know, honestly, a lot of this stuff definitely didn't happen. Like, as you know, it doesn't happen by accident. You know, a lot of these things are planned. So um, I'm happy for the most part of how the plan went. But I would just try to be more present in the moment is is what I, the advice I'd given living life and make sure that, you know, we're put, we do all this work to put ourselves in any position that we're at. So enjoy that ride, you know, and just be more present to take it in as opposed to thinking of that next thing. That's that's something I've been working on myself. Special thanks to Mark Mihaila for being a part of this show. If you want to hear more about their amazing story, please visit Money for Meaning. You can also grab their book, it's the same name, or download their Values to Freedom worksheet. That can be incredibly helpful as you guys sit down and talk about what's really important to you. Make sure that you keep that within your spending. And then if you have something that maybe isn't so important, where you can cut back and possibly eliminate. As always, I'll have links to all the resources mentioned, as well as handy tools to get you two squared away and on the path to being debt free. Now, you may feel pumped up about getting rid of your debt after listening to Mark and Mihaila, but your spouse is not quite there yet. If you need help on how to get them on board or just having these conversations about what you want to work on together towards and finding a system that works for you, please pick up my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money. Like I did this week, I've been interviewing couples who have done some big things together for about over 200 episodes. And while each journey is certainly unique, there are certain patterns and habits that keep showing up. I take those key habits and I break it down and jumpstart into a four-week guide so the two of you can get on the same page. It's available on Amazon, iBooks, Barnes & Noble, well, pretty much wherever you like to read. Just make sure you grab a copy for yourself And if you get a paperback, use it like a workbook. I try to make it as interactive as possible. So that's Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. If you want to stay on top of the podcasts, videos, articles, make sure you're subscribed to Couple Money. I send out weekly updates with everything we release as well as some behind-the-scene and exclusive stuff. Plus, it's free. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash join. Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you 
Your support means so much to me. I appreciate reading the reviews you share. The fact that you're sharing your favorite episodes is incredible. We're really getting the conversation started about couples working together with money. So many times we see how it is a source of stress in a relationship, in a marriage, but I'd love for this to be a way for you two to work together and get on the same side. So thank you so much for your support. I hope you have a great week. Take care. 